everyone, and welcome back to Generally Casual, the place where you can learn anything and everything casually. I am your co-host, Michael, and joined with me, as always, is my brother. Good evening. Richard. Morning. Whatever Good. time you're listening to this episode. Good time. <laughs> Good clocking. Good <laughs> clocking. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the days where you listen, to, you watch your clock. <laughs> Um, in an effort to start October now after ADD, ADHD, um, as per normal the past two years. Um, you need to make a haunted version of our theme song. I Okay. Sure. <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> I'll get it figured out. I'll put it in a minor key yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> have spoopy ghost sounds yeah just stuff. for four weeks and then we're back so that's it <laughs> <laughs> and then per- turkey sounds in the background for sure november i can do it yeah. i'll figure it out yeah um so yes and also because of spookiness and a new netflix series which blew up apparently yeah everybody and their um, mother watched just it come out um about a particular individual who loves cereal i mean if it's made of people, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that man is named Jeffrey Dahmer, and uh, Jeffrey. The, we're not. No, the, nothing is funny about this at all. The dude was messed up. No, oh, he was very, very, very messed, messed up. up. And funnily enough, he's one of those serial killers that I often get confused. Going, did he eat people? Did he make people into things? Or did he do all of the above? Okay, so I guess the interesting thing is we were reading slightly before this about things that movies and TV shows and whatnot were inspired by, and he is missing from that list of inspiration. I mean, mind you, he also... Good. His killing, or his killing time spree was from 1978 to 1991. So as far as serial killers, he's a lot more recent than some of the ones that inspired movies. Um, the big ones were kind of, which we talked about, uh, I think two of them yeah. in our last serial killer episode, which was Ed Bundy and Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them inspired way more Hollywood-oriented stuff. It's because they did very horrific things. Well, I mean... I mean, he did too. He but did, I, mean, like... I would say, more horrific things than they did... But, and especially Ed Gein, because Ed Gein, I think, only killed, I'm trying to remember, only one person or two people. Oh, that's not the same. Well, who's the guy who made people into things? That's Ed Gein. Yeah. Well, that's but still- he did that with corpses, not with people. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That's still horrific. Yeah. It was definitely horrific. Yeah. Um, yeah at least he's reusing the environment. I, I guess. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, and then... The main thing also is that Ted Bundy, he ended up like luring women mm. through the act of like him acting like he was hurt mm. or he needed help. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, on the other hand, um, he had a specific set of victims. He tended to go on the younger side in terms of um, males. Mm. Um, and he often went... Um, outside of his own race for picking his victims as well. Men of color and boys. Yes. That was his thing. Um, but if you haven't watched the Netflix series already, um, you will see how messed up he really was um, by watching that, for one. 
Um, I watched one episode of it. I haven't watched the entire thing, but I've been now hounded by a number of people that I know to watch the rest of it, which I will. That's good because I I'm I'm personally good. I'm yeah, not I'm really sure. into serial killers or true crime that much. So, um, <laughs> but I know you are, and I know your wife is. Oh so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And she's already watched like half the series without me, so which is fine. That happens. Well, I, I specifically was waiting because we watched one episode before bed, and I was like, nope, I can't go to sleep. This is annoying, and just watch the rest of it. I will. <laughs> um, no, I meant before you go to bed. Just watch no, the, no, no. Yeah, no. just have dreams. I don't want to not. And it wasn't the dreams. It was just my brain racing the entire oh, night, okay, just okay. thinking about things which I didn't want to do. Yeah. But le- needless to say, um, he also needless to say we are going to casually cover this. <laughs> yeah, I we're not going to go really in depth because that's what, kind of what the Netflix series is for. We mm-hmm. kind of wanted to cover. More get you interested in seeing it. Yeah. If you haven't watched that already. Um, But, uh, so he killed 17 people. Mm -hmm. Um, How many of those did he eat? That's what I was looking at. Um, (laughs) He he talked a lot about eating, but it was mostly How many of them did he have sex with? Like all of them. (laughs) (laughs) In some way. (laughs) Yes, all of them. So... I'm sure, as most people probably point out wrong things as I'm speaking about them, but usually there is a form um, in serial killers that kind of leads to different things. So in this case, um, Jeffrey Dahmer was a sexual gratification killer. Um, all, all of his um, murders and stuff like that were associated with sexual gratification. Gross. Um, but that's not always the case with mm-hmm. all... Some, some it's just about, like power and like mm-hmm. having power over somebody and stuff like that and it virtually has nothing to do with sex um but in this case and i'm gonna go over his first murder um in 1978 he picked up a hitchhiker who was on their way to like a concert live thing um and one of the things that stood out to um mr Dahmer, jeffrey um yeah i don't know why i'm going formal he doesn't deserve it just call him it (laughs) sure um was that uh the man that he picked up was like shirtless and so he had like bare chest Mm -hmm. um and so like there was obviously feelings and stuff that awoken due to that um what was strange about uh through reading um a lot about and listening previous because a lot of this stuff i had to kind of review again is that he had um a large gap between um his early killings and then later it is just one in uh 1978 and then just went a long time before he he killed again basically um which in most cases is due to like a lack of something in this case i would assume it had to do with like a lack of sexual desire mostly due to him being a raging alcoholic um he was constantly down in alcohol throughout his entire life um going into college he actually dropped out of college because of that uh he went into the army and basically dropped out of the army because of that um and a lot of it was kind of influenced by his dad who kind of pushed him in certain directions to kind of give his life i think direction but because he was just kind of a listless individual and um was diagnosed with a number of different obviously mental issues throughout his life um but then he kind of 
once he kind of got more independent is when he started getting back into killing people again. Um, Gross. So a couple other kind of bigger pieces is um, he lived with his grandma for a while in her house. He did end up killing a few people. I think his first victim was at his dad's, got back, back to his dad's house while his dad and the wife, I think, or whatever, were gone. Um, and so um, during that time, he got into the habit of basically getting rid of the bodies by basically dissolving them <clears throat> and bleaching them. And that's where he kind of found a fascination with the dismemberment aspect and the kind of skulls and bones and things like that. Um, and I think through that whole entire process, even in when he was in the army, he was uh, like doing medical stuff. So he was still involved with like body stuff. It was just strange, obviously. No, 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 no. He had to keep himself under control. Keep the murderous sure. intent under control. Um, I I don't know. the The weird thing was is the the fascination associated with the, the sexual gratification. I was reading how it had more to do with the fact that when he was trying to do sexual acts, that the partner would move. And he, he didn't like that. He wanted them to stay still. The other kind of theme throughout the entire thing is that because people obviously have free will, he wanted them to stay. He never wanted someone to leave. And that's even in like the first episode of the show that he was saying that constantly in one of the like the scenes. He's like, well, no, you just need to stay here. I don't want you to go anywhere. And so he would like threaten people with a knife or... Um, he was really big on drugging his victims. Um, and, uh, <laughs> the crazy thing is, is he got drugs from going to multiple doctors, um, to say that, Hey, I work an alternate work schedule. So I need, I need help sleeping during the day. So give me sleeping pills. And then he would use said sleeping pills on his victims. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not really doing this whole thing justice, but that was gross. Yeah, it's really hard to to describe it in a casual way, just because it's his his crimes are so intense, and he was a very and that's the thing is he wasn't necessarily an intense individual. If because through all the accounts and stuff like that, he was like awkward and just kind of like talked. Yeah. Um, and as opposed to and not to kind of compare him to others, but like Ted Bundy was charming mm -hmm. like he was constantly noted as being a charming individual he could talk the talk um he was involved with a number of different um groups same thing with john wayne gacy uh -huh. also another who was involved in groups like i think he was like a republican advocate and was involved in those parties uh jeffrey Dahmer was not that he was very by himself he felt always alienated oh, so like ed gein right ed gein just... was the same way too he was very alienated by himself yeah yeah, yeah. um and it was like i don't know how to socially interact with other people exactly but and in ed gein's case he was kind of like seen as the the town handyman. fool yeah or like town fool but also a town handyman yeah right? yeah exactly he would go fix things for yeah. other people yeah or he would just kind of be there yeah. And everybody's like, oh, yep, good old Eggie. He kind of just stands he's just, around. He's, just, he's in the corner. Look right. at him. Yeah. Um, and so, I, like I said, 
I don't want to get too gruesome or too into that mm. whole thing. If you want to get in the gruesome bits, you can you go watch the Netflix series. Watch the, the Netflix series. Um, yeah, I feel like us mentioning he ate people is enough. Well, and then uh, had sex with I, dead bodies is also enough. Like, so um, I, we can mention a few like highlights for, about him um, with, without like getting I, too far into that. Here's the main thing. And like I said before, he got into the getting rid of bodies through dismemberment and through like dissolving of mm. things. And then he ended up keeping skulls. I'm not going to tell you what he did with those skulls, but it was bad. He did things. Yeah. Lightly might have drank an alcohol out of those skulls. Sure. Yep. yep. That probably happened. And other things. Yes. But other things we don't need to talk about. Yeah. Um, um, well, I I think at least the series itself from what I have read, because I don't care to watch right. it, <laughs> um, is that his story is a lot about like... See, I, from what I read, I didn't glean the homophobia part of it, Mm-mm. but that's what the article I was reading was talking about, and I don't know if that's because it had to do with Jeffrey Dahmer and his awakening feelings, or, if, you know, I don't know how the law enforcement, but it was definitely a story about racism. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it has to do with Jeffrey Dahmer being a racist, Yeah. Um, and also has to do with the law enforcement not believing the neighbor of Jeffrey Dahmer what? going like, yo, this... There's some uh, wacky sounds coming from the the neighbor that I am very curious about, and it's it's insane that he went for as long as he did, considering he was arrested multiple times. Uh, literally was on the um the registry. Uh, he got like a number of drunken disorderlies. He got like a sexual abuse charges. Um, things that would normally just like police. Now Let's keep be, an eye on this guy. Well, it would normally be like, oh, drug and orderly is aggressive. Okay, we're just going to arrest that guy yeah. and then, like, figure it out. The guy was on probation. He got counseling um, and just kind of sat in that wallflower role to the point of where he killed 17 people. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point where literally one of his victims was given back to him after the police showed up. Yeah, there was a... The, uh, I think it's like one of the episodes is like a almost verbatim like read of a transcript of that event like if you would write a script of what happened to this uh, yeah this kid um like the neighbor i think her name was cleveland uh i'm not sure but apparently her her niece and another person were all hearing the sounds that were coming from next door called the police to be like hey there's this issue, and then like this boy like came out of his out of his place, and I don't know if he hid next door or what the actual story there was, um, or like where he went. But this boy was uh, Laos, I think was Lao, it? yeah, yeah, Lao, um, and was like cut, bleeding, naked, yeah. um, and like this, bruised. I was actually reading about it. Basically, he did Jeffrey did what he always does and drugged him, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, normally, I guess what he ended up doing is basically just doing stuff and then killing him. In this case, he like laid next to him, fell asleep, um, next to him, and then the morning, the next morning, the boy was out of the apartment with these group of ladies, um, and then when Dahmer shows up, they're like, "You can't leave." We called the police, and the police showed up, and these two officers showed up. 
and they were basically all like freaking out at the cops and Dahmer, I guess, was super calm and was like, oh, this is my 19 year old boyfriend and uh, we're he's super drunk and we're we just got into an argument. Yeah. Wow. And then the cops are like, OK, that makes sense. An argument where the other person is bruised, battered, and, and they didn't. I guess they ignored the injuries. Uh, maybe that's where the homophobia comes in. Is like yeah. they're like, oh, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I, at the time, I'm sure that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. They were like, look, sweep this under the table. We don't want to deal with this. And ladies, just go back in your house, and you don't know anything. Go away. Mm-hmm. And I guess three more officers came after that as well. They like went through certain things and didn't find anything wrong with like certain parts of the apartment or something like that. And they left him with Dahmer and, and of course, he died. Yeah. He died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was super gruesome. Yeah. And just, I think the terrible tragedy of just, that's where really the homophobia comes into play. It's yeah. like an out of sight, out of mind thing. Mm-hmm. They're the like, well, we don't even like, we don't want to think about this. We just want to go about our business. Oh, and be Milwaukee. Done. Oh no. Yeah. Um, I mean, even with that, um, like the only trailer I've seen from it is, uh, I think the lady in question calling the police and they're like, stop calling here. And they're like, well, I'm hearing something. And they're like, only call us for emergencies. And she's like, that's what I'm doing. This is an emergency. I'm hearing weird noises. They're like, Hey, if you keep calling us, this might be a wolf, you know, a boy, a boy, boy who cried, cried wolf. And there's an actual issue. How are we supposed to know? And she's like, I'm calling you cause there is an issue. And it was just like this whole racist thing that was like, well, we're not gonna believe you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, jeez, it's this this whole situation is horrible. It's a, a l- lot of just ignoring what was going mm-hmm. on. I mean, and th- there's what like fools obviously they must have felt afterwards. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of the if you look kind of in a number of different serial killer stories where the cops basically ignored stuff, a lot of it when they do interviews afterwards, it's like we had no idea what was going on. It's like yeah, but that's your job. You should know have known going what on, was yeah. going on, and. The fact that you can blame it on the you know sign of the times or whatever, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you just you, you just willfully chose ignored. to ignore yeah. what was going on because you're like, oh. even in the back of your brain, you could have been like, maybe I'll just take an extra look at something uh-huh. or whatever. Which is surprising considering how he was caught was a similar situation to the to the situation where the three ladies basically called the cops yeah they could have also like with that situation specifically not the one where he was caught but, yeah like they could have been like oh we'll just take your boyfriend for a little bit yeah and like let's just, let the situation calm yeah, down yeah, we'll, don't, we'll take just go hold him in the drunk tank for like 24 hours That's and then ridiculous. come back also if he's if he's 19 he should he should be able to be like 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 take him away and then the morning when he's not drugged or drunk i mean like hey get me back to my boyfriend it's like Easy, very easy. Yeah. Um, but like when he was caught, what happened? Oh, so a uh, similar situation. So uh, Dahmer liked to kind of uh, squirrel around uh, gay bars to pick his victims. Mm-hmm. Um, he would often go to gay bars and then promise like 50 to to $100 for someone to come back to his place and take pictures, mm-hmm. um, like nude pictures, basically. Um, and so that's a, a number of his victims he ended up killing that way. Um, and he went to a specific gay bar, um, three men, um, he talked to, and one of them came back for the hundred dollars that I think he promised. Um, 
And so then he gave him a drink that was clearly drugged. The guy, I guess, kind of caught on to that, basically. Um, and then Dahmer handcuffed one of his hands. And so he was like, what's going on, basically? Like, freaking out. Um, to the point... And it, this is the first scene for everybody. Spoiler alert. This is literally the first thing that happens in the show. Oh, so they do like a... They this do, is, yeah, this like is how a he got caught time. and then, yeah, reverse yeah. time. Okay. Um, but anyway, a lot of kind of red flags for the guy. Uh, he kind of battles against Dahmer and then gets out of his apartment and basically booked it. Um, he is out in the middle of nowhere, basically, and two cops kind of happen upon him. And he's basically like, I, I was just about to be killed, blah, blah, blah. Then they go back to his, the cops come with the guy back to Dahmer's apartment. Dahmer's just there. Just kind of sticks around. Uh -huh. um, and so then they kind of explore the situation. And one of the cops... Uh, the room... The entire apartment smells awful. Um, there's um, just stuff that's kind of red flag central. And then as one of the cops, I guess, is exploring around uh, on his nightstand... In, in the nightstand drawer, he pulls it open and sees a bunch of pictures of his victims. Oh, my God. Um. And, like, some of them are missing parts. Yeah. And so then he's like, oh, my God, these are real. Yeah. Like, the cop is quoted as saying that. And then immediately they're like, they arrest the guy. Yeah. So it it is crazy, though, to think that it he was being that basically open about it to the point where he was getting complaints from his neighbors, got clearly should have had some sort of probation or officer Especially at his place yeah. multiple times mm -hmm. considering he was on probation and it took a guy realizing i'm about i'm, I'm about to be murdered i'm about to be murdered and drugged mm -hmm. uh i should probably get out of here yep. and then a cops happened to like come across him and be like oh okay still still there's the 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 like the even then the cops had to see the pictures for it to finally click in yeah i mean let alone in his apartment, there was like a like a vat of acid sitting in like a giant plastic casing thing. Jesus! Like there's just so much. Yeah. That also had the cops, anyone gone into his apartment, they'd been like, "This is weird." Yeah, I mean, especially when the boyfriend, quote unquote, like left his apartment, they should have been like, "Okay, well, let's go, let's go look around and see if it's like." It's like Oh, well, you got a vat of acid over here. You've got like a head in the fridge. A head, a head in the fridge. Yep. Oh, that's from Psycho. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, did Jeffrey Dahmer watch Psycho? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I uh, I don't know if this is true, but in the in the show they talk about he he had a fondness for scary movies. He okay. Watched The Exorcist three, I guess, a bunch. Of course. Um. But I mean, overall, that makes sense. They're trying mm -hmm. to like connect with something and blah blah blah. Um, needless to say, it is very disturbing. Mm -hmm. Um, when someone with as many issues as, as he had is left to their own devices, it can go very wrong very quickly. Yeah. Um, I read, uh, that one of the interesting episodes of the series is that there's one that focuses on one of his victims called Tony, Tony Hughes, Hughes, who is uh, deaf. 
um, and a person of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he would be around other deaf individuals or just some of his friends who would also know ASL and could communicate with him. And there'd be these really long stretches of silence where he'd be doing ASL with, uh, with his friends and like talking about people or gossiping in ASL. And I, I thought that was really interesting to have an episode that has so much silence in it because it's just a, a different way to film. Uh, oh yeah. Which is very I- interesting. Also to have an, uh, a series about Dahmer that focuses on his victim instead about like what was going through Dahmer's brain. I, what I found interesting, even about the the little of the show that I watched, is they capitalize on that awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Like he really didn't say very much throughout the entire thing, but the fact that he was just sitting there, just being present in the moment. The actor um, that plays him is, I believe, the same actor that plays Quicksilver in the new X Men movies. Oh. Really? Yeah, I think it's the same guy. I want to check it. Yeah. Um, but he does an excellent job of like just being that weird, creepy dude that just if you're in a room with him, you can just feel that really emanating presence of like, I don't really want to be in this room with this this guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you're. I'm right. pretty sure. Pretty sure. I didn't look it up beforehand. I probably should have. Yeah, uh, and that's costing us seconds right now. I know. Silence. Ross Lynch. Ross Lynch. Oh, no, no, no. That's my friend Dahmer. Uh, Dahmer. Here's what I can do. Oh, Evan Peters. There you go. Evan Peters. And I believe you are correct about Yes, I am. I see it. Yep. Peter Maximoff. That would be Quicksilver. Oh, that Quicksilver. Okay. Yeah. The one with the all the cool yeah, slow yeah, motion yeah, scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's sad. That guy's so happy and funny. Well, funny. clearly you did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it's always astounding to see when, and not to get completely off topic, but it's always astounding to see when actors do such a good job in like their fun or funny or like uh, kind of action-y roles. But then out can also play ridiculously creepy, yeah. weird individuals. Not to, like I said, not to derail this conversation, but Robin Williams can play all the kind. He of he played yeah. all the kind of characters and uh, Photoshop one hour photo. That movie he plays a really strange individual mm-hmm. and plays it so well. Yeah. I mean. Com- from comedy comes everything else. Yeah. And usually people who are comedians have a lot of trauma. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think the uh, end-all, be-all for the Netflix series, they, I think they were trying to figure out why, like, the the series itself is, like, why he do things. Yeah. Uh, like most true crime. Yeah, of course. It goes like, over his, like, past history mm-hmm. with his family and, and stuff I, like that. I think they focus in on his parents, and I think... His dad I, in particular. Yeah, I'm his sure. dad. I think there's an episode about his dad saying, it, it was me. I, I was the issue. I'm the one to blame. Um, but inevitably, I think it comes out of the series. It's just like, you know, we can blame the parents because they're the ones who, quote unquote, made him. But it's just like a series of so many things that, that, that have led to him, you know, and his 17 victims. I mean, you could also say if the law enforcement had caught him pretty immediately. Then it would have been like a short story, still horrifying, but yeah. you know, like maybe been down to like four victims. Yeah. It would have been, you know, a quick pickup 
Um, but you know, uh, even when I, cause I was reading about this too. Even when he was on probation, he killed somebody. Yeah. I like also I, that, that whole story, um, with the boy who was given back, uh, I believe it was only two months before he was ca- caught the, uh, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. It was like two mm-hmm. or three months. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then he was killed in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Okay, here's the thing. Which, why did the prisoner kill him? Was it just like, you are discussing human... I wouldn't doubt it. I'm surprised that... Actually, I'm not, because I know some of these... The stereotype for a prison is that they go, hey, there's a certain level of people who should be here, and you are disgusting. Well, no, I was going to say, usually in prison, it's all based off of behavior. Mm -hmm. And if he is the the wallflower kind of guy, it's not like he's going to create issues in prison. He's just going to sit in the back and do nothing for the whole time. Um, which is part partly like, uh, I think, uh, Bundy was the kind of the same way. And even, uh, Manson, I think was the same way when he went to prison. Like he's, uh, I'm going to just talk your pants off and things like that. Yeah. And, but in prison, it's like, unless you're kind of cause issues, you kind of then get into gen pop and then fade away. He was sentenced to prison for 941 years. 17 people. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, first degree murder for 16 counts. Oof. Oh, probably it? because his first victim, he wasn't able to get uh, um, prosecuted for. Or his last victim wasn't a murder. Oh, no, no, no. It says 17 victims. Oh, okay. I think, I think it was that his first victim, mm-hmm. they couldn't find enough to prosecute him on. Well, you know, serial killers are a crazy thing. Uh, they are. I don't like. Uh, I just don't like learning about them because they're I, they're like the lowest form of humanity. You know, uh, in certain aspects. the The main thing that kind of fascinates me about them, um, is when, and why I like a sh- show like Mindhunter, mm-hmm. um, is because it's not necessarily about the killers themselves. It's about what goes on in a person's life or in their brain to cause them to do those sort of things. And that's why I like Mindhunter so much because it was about serial killer profiling. It's about, you know, how can you put people in these little checkmark boxes to then say you're a serial killer? Um, And how people can either follow that formula or not follow that formula and then it's environment or a number of other different things. So, um... Well, yeah. The prisoner who killed him said that God told him to do it. I mean, sure. <laughs> Interesting. Sure. <laughs> Interesting. God came to him that day and said, hey, get rid of that guy. Hey, mm-hmm. beat him senseless. Yeah. And then kill him. Well, that was uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. And if that made you sad like it made me sad, uh, look forward to the rest of our October <laughs> episodes. We're, we're going to take a different turn. We're not going to go down this gruesome Trying to Every trying to skirt day. the details road. Yeah. I we I think we're gonna do another episode of the scary door. In which case, my idea, which you can quote when this episode comes out, mm-hmm. is instead of saying the scary door too, we're gonna come up with different synonyms for scary and door. That way, it's just gonna be <laughs> the spooky gate, <laughs> the terrifying entrance, or yes. something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? The uh, what starts with a T? Is there a T entrance word? Because if we I mean, scary door doesn't isn't the same word twice, but that's true. We could be 
Alliter- we could use the enticing entrance. <laughs> no, it's not enticing. It's the opposite of enticing. Uh, uh, it's a scary door. It's a scary door. I don't know. We'll, we'll think on it. Uh, maybe <laughs> if you've got good ones, you can yeah, yeah, send, you can send it to us. Send it to us or, or comment on a uh, comment on our podcast <laughs> with uh, good uh, uh, different uh, blah, 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 synonyms oh. for a scary door. The next thing also is we're probably going to also do um, our next round of uh, thr- slashers because oh, yeah. we've now gone through one and two. And now we're into the really bad ones, except for, I think, Friday the 13th Part 3 is like Part 3, I think, is the best one. Friday the 13th is always good. Yeah. The second one was even okay. Although, to be fair, I'm still looking forward to when we get into the verse movie because oh yeah, that's the verse movie is actually okay. It's fun. Yeah. But I will say I'm also not Halloween, to... I think, just gets worse the it longer does. it goes. And then they remake it because they're like, hey, oh, this hey. is really bad. Yeah, this <laughs> is really bad. They were just like, hey, what if? What if we have the same actress come back and play that role again? Remember remember how she was like on the silver screen and that was her debut role? Yeah. And then she also found better roles, way better roles after that. Knives and, Out was amazing. Uh-huh. Jamie Curtis. And then she went back. And True Lies was fun. That mm-hmm. had Jamie Lee Curtis in it, too. Did Everything Everywhere All at Once? Was that Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't think so. Maybe. I haven't seen that yet. Well, Richard, go watch it. Or have another Corey movie night. I probably should. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that <laughs> was... <laughs> uh, as we mentioned last time, we both have ADHD. <laughs> um, we have been particularly ADHD this week. Yes. Well, it is our month. That's true. Um, it's only going to get worse. If you liked it, uh, spread the news. Go tell a friend. Share it with somebody. Maybe put it on the car. Like, uh, rate, review, subscribe. You know, all the all the good stuff. Uh, it really does help us out and get us uh, a, a few more listeners to other people who enjoy our content. Um, and let me just apologize. If this episode made you uncomfortable, it did for me too. Also, apologize, uh, apologize for Ohio for having a lot of weird people in it. Yeah. And I apologize if you're listening to this and you're from Ohio, then I'm sorry. <laughs> we're sorry to you. Yes, we're sorry to you. And your state. Yes, and for your state. Or we, we and about your state. And about your state. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. But please keep listening. Uh, we will see you all next time, uh, next week on Wednesday. Bye. Bye.